The good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit have been doing two episodes a week um, for quite some time now, and it's all thanks to, first of all, Jason, and second of all, our patrons, who allow us to add the space on our server, broadcast more, store more, share more with you listeners. I'm envious of those of you who have unlimited storage and media server capabilities. We we pay for ours here at at the C4FAP. It ain't cheap. We thank you so much for those of you who go to patreon.com slash comicsfunprofit and contribute at any level to say thanks, to say I want to be a part of your Slack channel, conversations, I want to get exclusives, I want to get early access, I want to get ad-free access, I want to get swag, I want to get some free stuff. Whatever your reasoning is, we appreciate it at any level because it does make a difference. So from the bottom of Kyle and I and Jason's heart, thank you for contributing. Aloha! This is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing artist, writer, Jason Sean Alexander. He is to he is here to promote Blackula, Return of the King. Now, this original graphic novel was written by Rodney Barnes and art was done by Jason. And also, too, the chapter break art was um, done by Jason and also artist Scott Hampton. Now, this graphic novel is out in stores right now from Zombie Love Studios. Jason, welcome to Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Uh, this is this is awesome. Thank you. No, thank you very much. For, um, thank you very much. Um, listeners, I mean, I'm not going to go through Jason's history. You know, it's, you know, you, you know everybody knows that, um, um, Jason and Rodney, you know, are, you know, are doing incredible work on their series from Image Comics, Philadelphia. Um, now, before we jump into, you know, um, the interview, I just want to give a few shout outs. You know, I want to give a big shout out to Carlos um, Gutierrez. Um, that's Rodney's assistant and Josh Gordon, Jason's assistant for setting up this interview and I also want to give a big shout out to Carlos. Carlos, thank you very much for giving me an advanced reading copy. Thank you very much. Jason, I'm going to add, do you want to add anything to, you know, to you know, um, anything to what I just said about Josh and Carlos? No, with, with, without them, nothing would get done. So I, <laughs> it's always much appreciated. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Um, where can listeners follow you on social media? I, I, uh, YouTube and, uh, I have a YouTube channel and, uh, Instagram are my biggest for visuals for, for mostly art and project related stuff. Okay. Um, real quickly off the cuff question, your YouTube channel. So, I mean, um, so I take it, you show how you, you do your works and stuff like that. I mean, what can you just give us briefly listeners, what, what you do on the YouTube channel? My YouTube channel is full of, uh, uh, primarily I think there's might be a couple of interviews on there, but like primarily it's all uh, like art and process related. Mm -hmm. So tons of time lapses of both digital and traditional. Uh, and um, I, yeah, there's um, I'm going, you know, step by step in a lot of new videos that I'm about to release and, and talking about uh, the process as it's happening. Yes. But a lot of behind the scenes and process stuff. Oh, OK. All right. 
Thank you very much. Okay, so um, listeners, like I said, we're just going to jump right in. Blackula, Return of the King. Jason, I'm going to ask, you know, can you give listeners, you know, like, what is the story and the cult status of Blackula? Uh, Rodney can do a way better job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I can. Yeah. I was uh, I was introduced to to Blackula in my twenties uh, by a roommate who was all into uh, '70s films and black exploitation and all of that stuff. He yeah. also introduced me to like all the Dolomite films and all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, Blackula stood out. It had it had a different level of of class to it. Even at the time it, it was, it, it had a different level of class to it. It wasn't kitschy. Yes. Uh, you know, it was. Uh, but yeah, it had it 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 escaped beyond like. A lot of those films, because of that, I think, I think it had a different level of, it was elevated on some level. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I love that it's uh, stuck around and maintained in cult pop culture and, and yes. all of that. And, 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 and this book takes place directly after the film. So, I mean, I, I suggest absolutely going back and revisiting the movie. Yes. Um, because you also get to see what an absolute prick Dracula is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, really, this uh, this graphic novel uh, that uh, that Rodney he came to me with with this story is like, look, this is this is simple, man. This is this is uh, Blackula versus Dracula. Uh huh. This revenge. I'm like, I'm in. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, and so, not only you know, not only does it deliver on that level of of just fun horror, mm -hmm. but you know, Rodney can't help himself but to make characters that you care about and that yes. like underlying story of it. So it has that that you know that depth that you see in things like Philadelphia and all of that. And I, mm -hmm. I think he he not only we not only bring back Blackula in a very strong visual pop culture sense but he's added layers that didn't previously exist. Yes. No, yes, I, I, yes. And we'll talk, I, and we'll talk a little bit about that because I've noticed it too. Now, um, you know, um, Jason, forgive me. I'm just going to give listeners a little bit background of um, Blackula because Blackula was, um, was, uh, you know, um, that role was made legendary or cult status by the late great, actor William Marshall. Now he was a Shakespearean actor. And for most of us pop culture fans, we know him from as Richard Daystrom from Star Trek, you know, and also too later on in the 80s, he was known as um in Pee-Wee's Playhouse as the King of Cartoons, which is incredible. Yeah. Um and also too listeners, if you guys get a chance, look on YouTube. Um in and like Jason mentioned that Blackula, you know, it was for its time back in the 1970s, because I remember watching a little bit, um, it was on MGM channel a few months ago, and it, it still has that, that little, that kind of a campiness to it, but I didn't realize that William Marshall added, like you said, there's a little bit, it's a little bit different than the Dracula story. He added a little bit layers to it. And according to a 1991 interview, and you can find it on YouTube, is um, live. Um, live from LA with Tanya Hart. Uh, Mr. Marshall, you know, talked about um, that he he helped really help make the character a little bit more stand out. Um, the producers came to him with, you know, um, 
you know, with this idea. And, you know, and then he goes, no, I want this to be an African prince. And I'm going to try to pronounce the name, prince's name that he wanted was Prince uh, Wall Prince Mabalde. Yes. Yeah. You know, and he wanted, he wanted this man to be uh, a prince that, you know, was fighting for his nation to fight against slavery. And that was really, that was, that was very interesting, you know, for just to do that, put that in a horror film, to add that extra layer in it was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he was, uh, the movie essentially starts off with a a diplomatic mission, like his, his goal is to to receive money to help his people and to, to to break them from slavery and he has no idea that he just went into the you know the dragon's mouth yes. <laughs> oh, yeah oh no yeah. yeah and then um and then like you said um you know that um you know um actually before i start getting into the story is that you know i know rodney introduced a couple um characters in this story like you know can can you just give a little bit background if if you can it's like like who's the character tina in this story yeah we uh the the non-vampires um in the story are uh are very uh strong adept teenagers yes Uh, uh they they in a very short amount of time we learned that these kids have been through it Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are they are bonded together. So there's a group of of kids uh, that actually range from a teenager down to nine. Yes, uh, that have bonded together, who have who have suffered losses from potentially you know Blackula. And then there's a, uh, uh, but the kind of more lead lead is a strong teen uh, female, mm-hmm. and uh, her she's she's really approaching it as more of a journalistic approach so really it's kind of like a uh a young female teen kolchak the night stalker <laughs> yes that's just <laughs> checking this out and so um yeah and so these are these are the people that lead us into mm-hmm. the horror that we encounter because i love because as because when i read the part where i see tina and she's going, hey, you know, I'm walking around. I see these these tags of Blackula. And, you know, hey, this is Tina. I'm doing my live blog. And when I saw that, because I know um, Rodney wrote a short story for the Koshak 50th yeah. anniversary. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, he's doing a female Koshak. <laughs> <You know>? Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. It was pretty cool. Yes. And that's what makes it the, that kind of storytelling good because he's he's pulling you know he's kind of pulling inspiration from from really cool timeless sources you know yes. and applying them to now like everything in Blackula like if you love that era of horror and that everything about it you're gonna love this and he you know made it new yes you know? yes he did um be, you know um he did because um. The when I and up in a few in a in a minute or so I'll get into you know like you mentioned that he you know he added depth to the story it's great um you know also too like you know the other you know characters that's you know in this I don't want to call it a gang I want to say it's a family unit it's you know because it's, oh yeah. there's Tina yeah, it became a family in a matter of yeah <laughs> probably um, like. There's a, another character named Cross who's affected by, you know, 
the effects of blackula. And also there is um, a young kid, I believe he's the nine-year-old, Bob. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. You, get, you get to see these, like, nobody, nobody is ever really a throwaway character when, when Rodney's writing a script. And so, yes. and that's where I love that you see, uh, even within this small unit of kids, and, it's, and again, it's, it's one graphic novel. But in this small amount of time, you see uh, how each were, how most the, the kind of the main kids were both affected by what is, what is currently happening and both have completely different reactions than one might expect. Yes. Uh, how they deal with it. And so, you know, you, so you always get this kind of human element in the, in these stories, along with the, uh, the viciousness and the, uh-huh. uh, the violence. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then um, now, while when you're reading the script, and I'm going to ask while you're drawing it, could you hear, you know, when you're drawing Black Love, could you hear William's Marshall voice in your head when you're, you know, oh, you're reading? Absolutely. Like the whole thing with, with uh, doing the art for this was not only did I want to. I wanted to stretch my own wings and, and try to show off as much as I could with, with what I could do. But like, I, uh, you know, this, we were the first ones to really bring, you know, Blackula into, you know, a, a spotlight again. And so like, yeah, I was, I, I was, I don't ever really research a lot of the books. So like, I just kind of dive in. Mm-hmm. I was watching the movies uh, like over and over. And I just, yeah. and I wanted to, this one probably more than ever. I really wanted to like stay stay true and really do a, a classic, strong uh, thing that everyone that knew everyone knew and related to. Yes. But and still try to have that freedom to show like this is what I can do with it now, if you don't mind. <laughs> yes. Oh no, you did, and um, because um, you know um, um, you know I I don't want to. I'm trying not to spoil it too much, but. You know, you know, like how, you know, how you added, you know, um, basically we, you know, where we see um, Blackula in the beginning pages, basically, you know, um, he has to go to someone to ask for his freedom, you know, and I love that design. I love the design. Um, Oh, thank you. So, you know, well, just, you know, of who he goes to. It yeah, it was so creepy. It was, it was just, it just, it. I'll just say, it just gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> and whenever you did a close-up to that character, and and that character is like, oh, Prince Mabawa, you know, oh yeah, well, no, uh, you know, no, hey, come back, you know, come back next time and ask me again, you know, and ask me if you want your freedom. But it, because it, it shows, it, it was, it showed how he loved to toil with him. Yeah, like Blackula and. You know, but it's just the, it's just the creepiness of it. Thank uh, you. I was thrilled that there were elements that I didn't have to have. Uh, like, there's a certain level, like, of reverence that anytime uh, Blackula shows up, there's like, there's a strength to him, and I'm, I'm trying yes. to get a certain thing across. But then I was really happy, like, there's there's at least three other kind of vampire characters and, and another character that yes. I find. And so those were really fun because mm-hmm. then I got loose because there was nothing to live up to. Yeah. And so 
mm-hmm. I had a I had a really good time with kind of these lesser people and and these other kinds of scenes. Like, yeah. uh, and creepy. These 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 two guys that show up and to help Dracula. I think they're just. I think they're the worst people. <laughs> oh yes, yes. And one of them is is it, it's clear it's clear you know how worse he is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know. Um. And yeah. And I wanted to ask you about um when you um when you drew um Blackula, like you said, whenever he came on, it was always a little bit of a reverence there. I also the other thing I loved about it too is that um. Showed um, that he was a tortured soul, you know that he would kind of you know it he'd be you know when he was thinking about um, you know you know I didn't want to become a vampire I you know and I just want my freedom and you could see almost like the weight of his shoulders kind of like in the beginning of the story and I just yeah. I mean and, and that's what the the movies uh, that in, like just reading the script I would have probably had a slightly different take but. Mm-hmm. And watching, and that's what really does go to his performance in that in that movie, because because uh, he was there was already a wait. He was there for his. He, he went to to ask for funding to help free his people from slavery. He already in his performance had this weight of this person who has to save these people, and you see in that even in that time, he has this love for his wife. Yeah, you know, two things that that Dracula took in one foul swoop, and. Uh, and seeing it and seeing it done so well, I feel like, you know, I, I often feel, get to feel like a director when I'm making these comics. I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like getting to take and direct him, you yeah. know, because he, he was already there. I'm like, oh, you're already. And so, but I had, I had a point of reference. I'm like, oh, wow, this, I understand this, this weight. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, uh, and so when he's down or wandering or whatever, mm-hmm. I really, it, those are the scenes because I love drawing viciousness. I love drawing vampire scenes. Mm-hmm. But again, with like Rodney and my storytelling connect with our love of, of emotional content. Like I, you know, I'll, I'll enjoy slooping, brooding vampire scenes mm-hmm. more, yes. more than cutthroat any day. <laughs> <laughs> and then also compared to Count Dracula um, in the story too, is that... Um, he um there's i love it there's some scenes where count dracula looks privileged he's sitting you know he's sitting in his throne with three beautiful women around him and i believe um oh i think the sir i want to say it's the servant reinfeld is like holding a, yeah. a goblet of blood to him and he's just like yeah but it's so different from blackula it is it, yes and, uh, all of this is going to be different than what a lot of people um, have seen with, with this. Like, this is Dracula, as when we come to see Dracula, he's, for, for lack of a better phrase, he's kind of fallen on hard times. Like, he's, you know, he's living in a trailer. On the <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's, it's, you could say it's necessarily by choice, but that's how, that's how boring, you know, life has gotten for him. Yes. So it's his, 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 he's, you know, for lack of a, you know, he's being tormented on some level for being immortal and whatever. If, if anything, this whole Blackula thing sparks an interest in him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's exciting. It's, it's, uh, yeah, this is, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to, um, 
And then also too, um, let me ask you this question before I start getting a little bit more into like this, what I love about the stories that, and this is again, for listeners, there's no spoilers. I've already talked to Jason about it before we started recording. Um, you know, um, you know, did Rodney ask you to include a specific scene in the story? Oh, yes. Uh, both share a love of uh, Easter eggs and references and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we've done the same. We've done the same thing in Philadelphia throughout. Oh, like, okay. We, we, we've dropped little characters uh, mm-hmm. here in the background. I've, we've definitely referenced a scene um that was an homage to the the one to one of the scenes that we put in blackula mm-hmm. uh, and so it's all and 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 i love it because anytime that we talk about you know I, I, we talk about films that we love like oh that one time and like oh it should totally feel like this and i'm like yeah. great because that, that scared me as a child that sounds great mm-hmm. so <laughs> um yeah we both if you i mean i it, probably the an early example is if you check out the first few issues of Philadelphia, you'll mm-hmm. notice that two of the officers in the background look suspiciously like Scully and Mulder. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> so there's little, yeah, uh, there's those throughout. Um, okay. Yeah. If you look, if you look close enough, you, you might see someone that looks like Kolchak asking somebody a question. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. And, and you know, um, and listeners, you know, what I love about the story is, yeah, and Jason has mentioned it throughout so far, is that it, it's really not a straight up horror story. It is a horror story, but there's many layers to it. And I love it. You know, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, you know, um, how um, Tina Cross and Bob, you know, um, you know, become like a family, you know, like they become their own family unit. You know, um, also, too, the other thing I also love about, too, is that, you know, there's, you know, there's subtle references of, you know, we've already talked about, of slavery. Basically, how Prince um, Mabu Waladay became a slave to Dracula, you know? Yeah. And now he's trying to get his, he wants his freedom from this, you know, and I just, and again, it's just subtle. It's. You know, it's yeah. really good, and it adds depth to the character. You know, it you know it really does, and I also love it too that um, um, the distinct you know the I, I'm not gonna I I'm not gonna say what it is, but you know, but also you know how um, Jason portrays Blackula and Dracula. You know, you can see the difference between these two men, basically, or vampires, I should say. You know, um, I'm gonna say even though you know, that this is a very dark, atmospheric horror story. It's still a story about hope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it it, it, it is. It's kind of remarkable. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, Um, Rodney Rodney has a way of getting across that, like, oh, yeah, this is all horrible and things are horrible. But there's a chance. Yeah. I'm just gonna, you know, um, let's see. Um, do you want to give a shout out to um, to the creative team that helped you um, helped you on this, you and Rodney on this book? Oh my! Um, 
this is this was creative team i'm trying to think of of exactly who, who are, are you uh, okay if i give out names and stuff and you can just add stuff yeah like marshall dillon your letterer oh yeah <laughs> Jeez. my brain my head's up my ass um no 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 yeah the the all of the uh, i i live with blackula and making these pages so so long and the one the closest person to me is yeah. is uh, especially through Blackula was was Nicole. Uh, Nicole Palmquist was my uh, assistant and the uh, publishing coordinator. Oh, okay. Uh, she's she's the one who kept me on deadline, kept me on task, kept me you know trying to get pages done. Mm-hmm. And she would coordinate with uh, Marshall, who just did an absolutely stellar job mm-hmm. with the. Uh, and then uh, when we finally got everything all all nice and done then uh our uh designer mark murphy came in and mm-hmm. just put everything to such a beautiful way mm-hmm. uh, so the packaging and the 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 and the whole design of it is gorgeous yes. um and and we got uh scott hampton to come in and do the chapter breaks yes. which need like classic haunting watercolors you know yes. that we've kind of more in a traditional Dracula kind of a sense. Uh, I love that kind of Bram Stokery vibe that the book itself has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, a couple actually shout outs to to uh, Kennedy who was my uh, model for Tina. I use oh. uh, I reference models. And I'll, I'll come and they'll come and do photo shoots. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ron Finley, who was the most stellar Blackula I could have ever asked for. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, he, he is a bit of a legend here in L.A. as well. And uh, and it was amazing that he uh, he came in. Po- he, he's like with Rodney's stories. I like, uh, you know, in, in the layers that his his scripts give. Yes. Uh, using live models. I, I, does the same for my art. It allows us a level of humanity and stuff that I wouldn't be able to just make up. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you really want to see like, you know, human, whatever, the best thing to do is to get humans and to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be with it. Uh, and, and these guys made, you know, drawing this stuff even more exciting. So mm-hmm. it was, um, yeah. And Rodney did a pretty good job too. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to slowly wrap up. Um, Talking about Black Hill, and then I'm going to ask you a little bit some questions about Zombie Love Studios, if you, if you don't mind. <clears throat> so, uh, what was the most fun or exciting thing that you love working on this graphic novel? On this one? Yes. I uh, I switched over to digital. Uh, it had so many things. So, uh, personally. I got to push my art more than I have in the past. Okay. Um, the, the painted book, uh, and I haven't gotten to do one of those in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and because of my inclusion in digital and all that stuff, it just allowed me to do more with the artwork and explore things and play with tapes and yes. and, and play with pictures and horror. Like, and so creatively for me i got to really push myself and see what i was capable of mm-hmm. and and career wise i just the fact that i got to do it on on something as as relevant and as amazing as blackula 
and that is such a good story like i'm just like all of those like subject matter and everything and like even on the lowest day you're like wait this is blackula <laughs> and so then you kind of rev up and you start you know drawing again mm-hmm. uh and so uh both like i got to creatively grow and i got to uh really not only put my own stamp on it but like feel like i got to elevate uh a really significant pop culture icon and Jason would say you did it, the illustration i'm i can't call it art because the illustrations in the book are amazing it's, oh thank you yeah you're really thank you we're proud of it i'm very proud of it like this um yeah i'm excited for people to have it <laughs> all right um i'm going to ask well you know will we see more of blackula in the future uh everything points to yes Okay. <laughs> Rodney doesn't ever want to leave one thing alone. And so he has a plan for, I believe, potentially, you know, a, a, a trip, you know, a three parts. Um, oh, that's really, nice. <laughs> uh, things that involved in those three parts are, believe it or not, I feel just as exciting as Blackula himself. <laughs> so, uh, so like, I mean, you know, I give, I give, Rodney, so much credit that each issue, like we're we're topping out issue thirty right now, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and there's not a single issue that is like the previous. Each mm-hmm. issue changes, evolves, and pushes yes. the book further. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and that's that's what we got. And and every time he does that uh, with with the scripts and stories and all that stuff. And I think you know we did it here, and it's yeah. Oh. All right, thank you very much for answering that question. All right. Um, Zombie Love Studios. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you are the creative director for this new publishing company. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So can can I just ask you, like, can you tell us a little bit origin of you know how Zombie Zombie Love Studios came about? Um, what stories are you guys going to focus on and so forth? Uh, it it uh, Zombie Love, I, I believe, came about. As, as a lot of uh, entrepreneurial things do, out of frustration. Mm-hmm. I think um, once Roddy and I started on Philadelphia, we were pretty quick to want to include Nita Haw's Nightmare Block. And we had, a, an, you know, have an entire broad world around it. And, and going through uh, certain processes with publishers and things like that mm-hmm. um, just got tedious. Uh, you know, even <clears throat> feel like, you, you know, um, uh, for whatever reason, it, it gets tedious. Yeah. So basically, like anything else, um, uh, you know, you get tired of asking permission, and so Ronnie's like, "I'm just going to make my own." Yeah. Um, and like, and this was the leap that he did. He's like, "I've got these stories," and he would run by the run the stories by me, and I'm like, "These are incredible." These, uh-huh. you know. And so, the you know, the dream would have been, you know, if you ask us, you know, even in the same room, like, you know, the dream would be that I could draw them all. Mm-hmm. And I just, can't. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so I, I agreed to like be, you know, essentially the supervisor to make sure that I could uh, um, uh, culminate the talent and that would be the right for each book. So mm-hmm. the company could launch with a, with an identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been great. Each time he has a story and a script, like I've been at this, I've been drawing comics professionally for 24 years. And yeah. so I immediately, I'm like, Oh, John Wayshack. 
oh, mm-hmm. like I have these names that pop. I was like, this guy would be perfect. This guy would be perfect. And so luckily we've gotten the ones that I want, <laughs> that I yes. wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're like, they've been inching along last year as well. So this year, I think you're going to see uh, at least two, if not three, uh, maybe just maybe Blackula and other books, but it could be yes. three other books. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely gorgeous graphic mm-hmm. novel. Story mm-hmm. and art both have completely mm-hmm. different vibes. Um, and I think, yeah, and it's, it's great. I love, I love, if I can't draw them, I, I still love producing books with Ronnie. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, um, it, are these gonna, you know, like, like I said, there's, I think one or two more that's gonna come out this year. Is it gonna be, is it gonna be um, graphic novels? Yes, oh, um, nice. both are graphic novels. Uh, one is uh, a really dark atmospheric ghost story that is, if either of these don't get nominated for awards, I'll be blown away. Mm-hmm. The other. The other, I believe, I, uh, it's either uh, co-written or written with the rapper Exhibit, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, this insane uh, uh, alien sci-fi story on the corner of Florence and Normandy, oh, no. where the watch. <laughs> so, um, they're they're both. Uh, I've been watching over these things for all uh, last year and, and a little year before, and like you. Nobody has any idea. Like the, it's taken a minute, but everything that Rodney has started is. You guys are going to see it this year. You can see Blackula. You're going to see Florence and Normandy. You're going to see Crownsville. Mm-hmm. All of these, and you're going to see Monarch through Image. Uh, okay. And so all of these are are, uh, you know, Rodney visions, and they're they're incredible, and they're all here. Like this is going to be. Yeah, you're going to fill your libraries this year. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm slowly wrapping things up. I got about three more questions. Do you have a favorite convention moment, whether as a fan or as a creator? Um, as a creator and a fan, uh, years ago at a Dragon Con in Atlanta, I was setting out my portfolio uh, and my and then someone started flipping through my portfolio and uh-huh. it, my thing was i was almost flustered i had had a long drive and i just gotten there i was like give me a second yes uh but as i stood up uh it was will eisner had passed by and he was flipping through my portfolio and the man's first words i swear to god was this is great storytelling and i was like i can go home i'm done <laughs> I'm like, uh, and he was already my king like, uh, and so I was blown away. And then he wound up giving me advice. He said, their characters are really great, but you, in, and I, I was a McFarlane kid. So I had all these backgrounds and backgrounds. He's like, but your backgrounds distract. He goes, you should simplify your background so we can see, so we can focus more on these faces. And he's like, I have a great show. And I'm like, <laughs> so it's when I got complimented and, and schooled by Will Eisner. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> That's my favorite con story. <laughs> um, your next convention or um, store signing appearance from sometime in any time in February or beyond? This Saturday. Oh, okay. 
uh, we are doing a signing at Earth 2 and, uh, and Sherman Oaks uh, for Blackula. Okay. Rodney and I, if you're in the Sherman Oaks, L.A. area, uh, we'll mm-hmm. be at 2 this Saturday. Okay. All right. And then... If this comes out by then, if not. No, I'm sorry. That, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Then, uh, they cut that out. <laughs> okay, no, no, we'll leave it in. But, like, do you have any convention appearances, like, in February or in March? Uh, they start in March. Okay. Uh, and uh, I believe in March, maybe Virginia, but we're, we're going to be posting up on our sites and social media the list of shows. Because oh. we're going to have the Blackula tour a little bit. Oh, that's going to be nice. Um, now, Jason, I'm going to ask you this question. I want to say, I think you, okay, I'm just going to ask you this. Have you and your family been to Hawaii? I, I don't have a simple answer for anything. Yes, yes and no. Uh, uh, just me. I went to a few years. I went when um, I first started on Spawn, and I went to the Amazing Con. Yes, that. And, and so I did a, an original cover for the Spawn issue two seventy six, I believe, that I did. So. But the thing was, is my family was going to go, like everybody else, we were going to make a trip of it. Yes. And then my wife, who's an actor, booked a gig, and so they had to pay back. Yeah. And for, <laughs> I'm, I'm a weirdo. So I was like, well, I don't want, I, like, I'll wait for our trip together. So I literally spent my time in Hawaii just going from the convention center to the hotel. Yes. Um, because we will come back for an actual trip. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> No. So unfortunately, I've been to Hawaii, but I didn't really get to see Hawaii. No, I, I know what you're saying. Um, you gotta forgive me because I remember, because I remember, because I could have sworn when I saw, you know, when I saw your name, I'm going. I think he's been here at the Amazing Comic Con, because <laughs> I remember going through the aisles, going, "Oh yeah, I gotta remember." I, and I'm sorry, I, this sounds weird, but I was going, "I gotta stop by your table," you know, just you know, and I. And I just, yeah, I just never did. Oh. And I was fun at that point, you know. Yes. So I was started to kind of reintroduce some stuff. So, but it was, a, it was a fantastic, it was an amazing show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, last question. Any closing words to our listeners? Um, between the work Rodney and I are doing and I'm, I'm, launching relaunching my own series empty zone this year through image yes uh, uh and it's horror horror dystopian cyberpunk but uh we he and i both are making probably the most comics we've ever made this year uh-huh. uh and so i just i just really just want to say thank you for support and buying books and loving the books you know that's what we hope for uh mm-hmm. and that's like uh, i just want to say thanks to everybody you know, um, Jason, mahalo, thank you in Hawaiian. Thank you very much for your time. You know, just thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview. Thank you very much. This was fun. This was great. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. I wish you um, all the success with Blackula, Return of the King. If you are a new comic book reader or a lifelong comic book reader, please check out Blackula, Return of the King. It's an original graphic novel. Um, from Zombie Love Studios. Um, now, this graphic novel is out in stores right now. Um, like I it, it's um, what I love about this story, it reintroduces Blackula to a new audience. This story, yeah. this story is 
beautifully illustrated, you know, um, by Jason's work. It's the, the art is amazing. The art. So I know we can't. I know the. I know this is not a podcast, but Jason just, just held up the. Oh, uh, yes, <laughs> he held up the cover to it. Um, but also to what I love about this too is Jason has mentioned that, you know, that there's a lot of a character depth to um to this story, you know um you know you're going to be caring for some of these characters, and it's it's very good. It really is. I want to say I want to give a big mahalo to actually I also want to give a um, big mahalo to. Um, Carlos and Josh for help setting up this interview. Thank you very much, guys. I want to give a big mahalo to Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun and Profit, for um, all his hard work behind the scenes and putting this episode together. And if you are a new listener, please check out new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit that comes out every Saturday. And I want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. As you know, our LCS is Cowabunga Comics, Lake Country's Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredicow. Uh, they are our LCS and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Oconomowoc, Wisconsin closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics.